challenge there tonight. And um, I pray that God will help us to take that to heart. We need to remember, thank the Lord for all of those that have served our country and um, defended our freedom. But it's also important to remember those that have gone before and paved the way for the gospel's sake in our country. And uh, if it wasn't for America's gospel preachers in years gone by, uh, we would no doubt have already uh, faced certain destruction. I thank the Lord for those that have gone before us. And God help us to be willing to pick up uh, the mantle, to pick up the torch, and to continue on uh, for the glory of God. If you'd stand this evening, I'd like you to turn to Isaiah chapter 62. Isaiah chapter 62, in just a moment, uh, we'll begin reading here in verse 1. We'll go to the Lord real quick and ask for God's touch and help on the message tonight. Um, the Lord put this chapter on my, on my mind uh, through this afternoon and this morning, and I've been trying to do a little bit of digging here, and God has uh, burned a couple of these verses into my heart, give me a message. And so you pray with us and pray for us uh, that God's will be done and that the Lord Jesus will be glorified in everything uh, that's said tonight. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I ask you, uh, Lord, to please have mercy, Lord, according to thy loving kindness. Lord, I pray, God, that you would help me, Lord, to be a clean vessel tonight that you can use. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you, Lord, to forgive me, Lord. Uh, Lord, for where I have failed you, I pray that you'd help me, God, to preach this evening. Uh, Lord, not in my own strength, not in my own wisdom, but, Father, in the demonstration and the power of the Holy Ghost. Lord, I need your touch. I, I, Lord, I need your help. And, Father, we ask you for it. I ask you for it this evening. Lord, I thank you for the good singing you've already led us here. Thank you, Lord, for the uh, sermon, Lord, and the service this morning. Father, I pray that you'd help us, Lord, to take these truths to our heart, God, that you've led us here. Tonight, though, Lord, I pray, God, that you'd give us an ear to hear what the Holy Spirit of God has to say through the preaching of the Word of God. Father, please, Lord, speak to every heart for your glory. And, Lord, I pray that you'd help me, God, uh, Lord, to deliver, Lord, your message for your will. According to your will, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Isaiah chapter 62, Isaiah chapter 62, and we'll read down, uh, we'll read the first eight verses here uh, with the Lord's help this evening. For Zion's sake, I will not hold my peace. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest. Until the righteousness thereof go forth as brightness and the salvation thereof as a lamp that burneth. And the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness, and all the kings thy glory. And thou shalt be called by a new name, which the Lord shall name. And thou shalt also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord, and a royal diadem in the hand of thy God. Thou shalt no more be turned forsaken, neither shall thy land any more be termed desolate. But thou shalt be called Hephzibah, and thy land Beulah, for the Lord delighteth in thee." And thy land shall be married. For as a young man marrieth the virgin, so shall thy sons marry thee. And as a bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall thy God rejoice over thee. I have set watchmen upon thy walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace day nor night. Ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silence and give him no rest till he establish until he make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. 
The Lord has sworn by his right hand and by the arm of his strength, surely I will no more give thy corn to be meat to thine enemies, and the sons of a stranger shall not drink thy wine for that which thou hast labored. But they that have gathered it shall eat it in the praise of the Lord, and they that have brought it together shall drink it in the courts of my holiness. We'll just finish out the chapter. We've got three verses left and then read one verse here in Isaiah chapter 63. If you'll bear with us tonight, thank you for standing. Verse 10, go through, go through the gates, prepare you the way of the people, cast up, cast up the highway, and gather out the stones, lift up the standard of the people. Behold, the Lord hath proclaimed unto the end of the world, say ye to the daughter of Zion, behold, thy salvation cometh. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him. And they shall call them the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord. And thou shalt be called sought out, a city not forsaken. And in verse 1 of Isaiah chapter 63, Who is this that cometh from Edom with dyed garments from Basrah? That, this that is glorious in his apparel, traveling in the greatness of his strength. I that speak in righteousness. Mighty to save, mighty to save. You can go ahead and be seated this evening. And if the Lord will help us and uh, give us the strength and the power and the touch that we need, I'd like to preach uh, out of these verses of Scripture here. As far as an introduction into uh, this 62nd chapter of the book of Isaiah, uh, no doubt there's a lot of uh, great um, pictures painted in this passage of Scripture pointing forward uh, to the Lord Jesus Christ coming back and um, really doing a great work among the nation of Israel. Uh, God restored. Storing his people back to that place spiritually that they once were. Uh, God uh, in this chapter, once uh, the, the tribulation period has come to an end and Israel has looked upon their Messiah whom they have pierced. Uh, after that great day, uh, dear friend, God is going to be able and gladly restore them to the place that they once were. And in that day, they won't be called forsaken anymore. God is going to do a great work. And in, in verse 6, God begins to explain to Isaiah the responsibility and the results of being a watchman to Israel and proclaiming the truth and what God is going to do because of the proclamation of his word. And it does take the word of God for sinners to be reconciled with the Lord. That's what it takes. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. There's a lot of folks trying to find a different way and different. There is no other way. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth and the life and if you're trying to find a way to reach somebody apart from the word of God dear friend it's not going to work you might win them to yourself you might win them to the church but you will not win them to the Lord Jesus Christ it takes the word of God and so God is explaining to Isaiah uh, the results here of being a watchman he said I have set watchmen upon thy walls oh Jerusalem and here's the responsibility which shall never which shall never hold their Peace, day nor night, which shall never hold their peace, day nor night. And God said, Ye that may mention the Lord, keep not silence. Keep not silence. Now, a silent watchman does absolutely no good. So God said, Don't keep silence. You better, you better sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Keep not silence. And then the word of God tells us in verse 7, Isaiah 62. This is that responsibility of this watchman, the responsibility that God is entrusting uh, to Isaiah. And give him no rest. And give him no rest. Till he establish and till he make Jerusalem a praise 
in the earth. You, t- you see the commission here that God is giving to Isaiah in, in the um, middle here of the chapter. We see a commission to not keep silence, to lift up thy voice like a trumpet, show my people their transgressions. We see a commission to preach the word of God to a lost and a dying world. But then we also see a commission to prayer in verse 7 and give him no rest. Now who's that him there? That is none other than Jehovah God. That is God himself. And God is telling Isaiah, you better not let me rest. Give him no rest till he establish, until he make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. So not only is God giving a commission to preach and and for Isaiah to proclaim the word of God, but God is also giving him a commission to not only to bring God before the people, but to bring the people in prayer before God and to not cease and to not give God rest. Isaiah, don't let a day go by where you do not lift up your voice, where you do not break your silence and tell somebody about me. But Isaiah, on the same hand, You better not let a day go by when you don't bring the lost sinners before the throne of grace in prayer, supplication, and intercession, and asking me to do what only I can and what I want to do and give him no rest till he establish until he make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. God begins to show Isaiah what the results of this kind of action will be. God said there's coming a day when Israel is not going to be termed forsaken. And God said it's going to be called a city not forsaken. God said, I proclaimed it to the end of the world in verse 12. Say to the daughters, I'm behold, thy salvation cometh. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him. God said, if you'll just be faithful, there is coming a day when salvation is going to take place. If you'll be faithful to preach and to proclaim the word of God, if you'll be faithful to pray, then there is coming a day when my salvation is going to come forth. And God not only gives Isaiah in this chapter, in the middle of this chapter, the responsibility, but God also shows him the results of what is going to take place as the word of God is going forth. And basically what Isaiah does, what happens in the heart of Isaiah, God shows all this to him and Isaiah says, you know what? I'm not going to keep silence. I'm not going to rest. I'm not going to hold my peace until it happens by the grace of God. Verse 1, this was our text verse tonight, if God will help us. For Zion's sake, for Zion's sake, I will not hold my peace. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest. I will not hold my peace. And I will not rest. Basically what Isaiah was saying, he said, you know what? God's already, God's already showed me what's going to take place if I'll just be faithful. God's already shown me what's going to take place if I'll just drop the plow and be faithful to God. And I'm not going to shut up. I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to turn the other way. I, for Zion's sake, I will not hold my peace. I will not hold my peace. By the grace of God, uh, there's some things uh, tonight that with the Lord's help, I'm not willing to be silent about. I'm not willing to be silent about. And we ought not to be willing uh, to be silent about either. We'll just look at that real quick and then we'll go to the house with the Lord's help. Now listen, dear friend. Uh, first off, it's right here in our text. For Zion's sake, we ought not to be willing to be silent. For Zion's sake, for Zion's sake. When I consider the blindness on the heart of the Jewish people. I consider the veil of Moses. Oh, the religious veil, the, the veil of, of the law and the veil of the commandments. And, and then the, the blindness of the rabbis. God looked at the leaders of the Pharisees all the way in the time of Christ. And he said, you are blind. 
said, your leaders are the blind. Dear friend, for Zion's sake, God help me not to be willing to hold my peace. For the salvation of the nation of Israel, God help me not to be willing to hold my peace. And uh, until this day, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, God said the veil is upon their heart. Oh, but dear friend, I'm glad that veil is done away in Christ. And if we can get them the message of Christ, that veil can be done away. For Zion's sake, I will not hold my peace. And then he said, for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest. Now, uh, 4th of July, and as we celebrate the freedoms of our country, Brother Gravely mentioned it this morning, but God has blessed the United States of America for the way we have treated Jerusalem, for the way we have treated God's earthly people and the most patriotic thing any American citizen can do dear friend, say well it's voting has to be voting, some will say what's this and it's that, but the most patriotic thing an American citizen can do is to make sure that our country is standing with the nation of Israel, because dear friend there's not a whole lot holding God's uncensored and and and, and, and provoked judgment in our nation besides the very fact that we are still standing with Israel to some extent. I mean the fierce wrath of God, the mighty hand of judgment that is justly deserved upon our country. The only thing, dear friend, that could possibly be holding it back in its full force and its full magnitude is the simple fact that as of right now, it may not be in a couple months, but as of right now, America is still a friend to the nation of Israel. And God means business when he said, I'll bless them that bless thee. God help us to not keep silent about standing with Israel. You get down there at the workplace and, and you have some folks and they're making fun of Jewish folks. I mean, you ought to stand up and say, hey, you know what? They're God's people. I'd be careful what I say about them. But more importantly than just standing, God help us to be concerned about their soul. That veil of blindness. Oh, dear friend, can you imagine uh, to be able to trust your lineage all the way back to Moses the man of God to have a Torah scroll in your synagogue that is literally a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy of what God handed down to Moses to have the word of God so close to you and yet to be so far away and Isaiah said for Zion's sake I will not Hold my peace. The blindness on their eyes. Isaiah said, I'm not going to stop preaching. I'm not going to call it quits. I'm not going to throw in the towel. You know, Isaiah went through a time period in his ministry like many do. And he said, you know what? There ain't nobody believing my report. Go back in Isaiah 53. There was a time when Isaiah was ready to quit. There was a time when Isaiah was ready to turn his back and walk away. Oh, but dear friend, God's brought him through that valley. And now God has showed him the other side of the picture. He showed him the day when God is going to bring salvation. And he said, hey, I ain't going to quit now. I'm going to go on for God. For Zion's sake, I will not, I will not hold my peace. And by the grace of God, oh, by the grace of God, I want to be able to quote this verse of scripture with my whole heart and truly mean it. I believe y'all do too tonight as well. And I pray that God would help us to leave here this evening and be able to say, oh God, for the salvation of your people, I will not hold my peace. I'll do what I can to reach him with the gospel before it's too late. But dear friend, that brings us to the next thing. I'm not willing to hold my peace. I'm not willing to be silent about. Not only for Zion's sake, 
But for the gospel's sake, I'm not willing to keep silence for the gospel's sake. Oh, for the gospel's sake. I I wonder if we can truly say this with our heart tonight. For the gospel's sake, I will not hold my peace. And for the great commission's sake, I will not rest. I wonder, can we truly say that this evening from the bottom of our heart? For the gospel's sake, I'm not going to be silent. For the sake of the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, and his resurrection on the third day, I will not hold my peace. I will not be silent. And for the commission that God's given us to go into all the world and to preach the gospel to every creature, I will not rest. I would, listen, there's a lot of causes in this life that may seem worthy to invest our time, our talents, our treasures, our labors in. But dear friend, for the matter of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, there cannot be a greater investment made. And I wonder if we can say that tonight. Oh my, just some things we ought not to be willing to be silent about. For the gospel's sake, I will not hold my peace. I will not hold my peace. And for what about, can we say that for the Great Commission's sake? I, I will not rest. Now listen, when God gave the disciples that command to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, Acts 1.8, God told them, he said, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And he said, you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, all Judea, and Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth, and the uttermost part of the earth. And God gave that commission to the disciples, and God gave that command to go and to preach the gospel to every creature. But that was for their generation. And you know what? By the grace of God, they did it. They did. Because it was reported to them, behold, these that have turned the world upside down have come hither. But they went everywhere. God said they went everywhere. They went everywhere preaching the gospel. Paul said that the gospel was preached to every creature under heaven. They got the job done. But that was in their generation. Oh, this evening, we cannot afford to take any rest when it comes to this matter. of Making sure the commission to reach the world is fulfilled In our generation. In my generation. For Zion's sake, I will not hold my peace. God help us for the gospel's sake. God help us not to hold our peace. You know, to hold your peace is to keep silent. It's to basically to to hold back, to refrain from speaking. Uh, You almost get the impression that there's something inside of the individual that's wanting either to spring up or to bubble up and wanting to overflow. And you're holding your peace. You're holding yourself back. I don't know about you, but have you ever been in a place, in a position where you wanted to talk to somebody about the Lord? You wanted to witness the saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you're just a little too nervous. What are they going to think about me? That may run me off. Someone's going to get mad at me. Oh, I couldn't say anything. Uh, they've already made it clear that they hate God and they hate church. And I wish I could talk. I got a burden in my heart. But I'm just going to hold my peace. Oh, my. God, help us for the gospel's sake not to hold our peace. There's a lost and a dying world. And listen, they may mock and they may laugh and they may holler and scream and get mad. And folks don't do that too much around here. But it does happen. God, help us not to be willing to hold our peace for the gospel's sake for the sake there's not a greater sake there's not a greater cause than the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ oh my what about for our lost family's sake oh I will not hold my peace for my community's sake I will not 
hold my peace. Oh my God, help us this afternoon to not be willing to just be silent concerning this responsibility of reaching the lost with the gospel. God, help us not be willing to take rest. Oh my, in the Great Commission. You know, sometimes it's easy to say, well, we support 70 plus missionaries. I think it's over 80 missionaries now. So we're doing our part. We're reaching the world. God, help us not just to sit back and put it in, put it in neutral and just let it coast. God, help us to keep a burden alive. I praise the Lord for what God's doing for our church's mission program. And I praise the Lord for it. It's a privilege to get to give to it. It's a privilege uh, to get to be a part of it. It's a privilege to be a part of a church that has a burden for reaching the world. But, but God, help us not just Listen, there's more than 80 countries in the world. God, help us not to drop it in neutral and just say, hey, it's okay. We've done our part, dear friend. For the, for the gospel's sake, for the great commission's sake, God, help us not to be willing to rest and to hold our peace, but to stand up and to be a witness. And I, I don't know about this matter of being a witness. Uh, probably the hardest thing that you and I will ever do is to witness to our lost family. Probably the hardest thing we'll ever do. And um, it, it's, it's amazing. And probably the reason why it's so hard is because they, they know us a little bit better than a lot of other people do. And they know our shortcomings. They know our downfalls. And uh, they, know, they know all of those things. And, and yet we have a great responsibility to speak to them and to warn them. Oh, my, for my family's sake, I will not hold my peace. There's some things we ought to be willing to not keep silent about. And then tonight... For my country's sake, for my country's sake. Can we say this? Can we say this with our heart tonight? For America's sake, I will not hold my peace. I won't be silent for America's sake. Oh my. For the direction our country is heading, I will not rest. Can we say that tonight? You know, it's so easy to get fired up, to get, you know, to, I mean, I, I love it. You get on, uh, sometimes you can, you can watch some good old documentaries about. Patriots and those that have served our country, defended our country, died for this great land. And I'm telling you, I mean, just something in my heart just begins to rise up. And I thank God for those that were willing to die for my freedom. And, and uh, like the song this morning reminds us of Calvary, no doubt, that the Lord Jesus Christ died for our freedom. But it's easy during these days when all the flags are flying. It's easy uh, during these days whenever the fireworks are going off and, and all of the patriotic songs are being sung. It's easy uh, to have... Uh, uh, just an overwhelming feeling of patriotism. But dear friend, I, I wonder how many times I've been guilty, maybe on these days, to, to bring my country before God and say, Oh God, America's off course. America's heading the wrong direction. And then I wonder how many times I've just rested and just put it on the shelf and said, Well, I did my praying and go weeks and weeks. And, and maybe there'll be a maybe there'll be an ungodly law passed in the in the House or in the Senate, and I'll go back to praying. But how many times? Have you and I been willing just to rest and sit at ease in Zion? Just sit back and say, well, you know, we have the truth. We have the gospel. We know what's right. We know it's a bunch of ungodliness up there. And, and we know these folks are ill-equipped to run our nation. And we know this and we know that. And, and we're just going to, but we know what's right. And, we're just, and forget that God has given us a responsibility to preach and to pray and to do our part for our nation. This was Isaiah's nation. Isaiah was a Jew. He was a citizen of the land of Israel. 
the kings that he served. He, he served them with all his heart. Many times he was rejected by them, but, but he did serve them to the best of his ability, but he served God before he served any of the kings. He was God's messenger before he was a citizen of Israel. But still Isaiah said, for my country's sake, for my country's sake, I will not Hold my peace. I love my country enough. I will not be silent. I love my country enough. I, I will raise my voice. I, I will stand for righteousness. I will not back down. I will not uh, turn and run the other way. For Zion's sake, for my country's sake, can we say this afternoon? For America's sake, we will not rest by the grace of God. We will not hold our peace. The direction our nation is heading is one of destruction. And before long, it won't take long at all for America to experience complete and utter destruction. And we deserve everything that's coming our way. I love Isaiah chapter 1. And the prophet Isaiah, as he starts this book off in bringing that great reproof to the nation of Israel, he said, Except the Lord of hosts had left unto us a very small remnant. We should have been a Sodom. And we should have been likened to Gomorrah. What, what Isaiah was saying was, just like God rained fire and brimstone out of heaven on Sodom and Gomorrah, that's exactly what Israel would look like today if God had not left a very small remnant. Now listen, church, we may be small in number from the standpoint, if, if you're comparing us to, to folks in the area, if, if you compare this church and churches of like faith through North Georgia and Tennessee, we may be small in number, but God specializes in remnants. God gets all the glory when he does a work through a remnant. And dear friend, God's word tells us, except the Lord of hosts had left unto us a very small remnant. We would be in the same destruction that Sodom and Gomorrah was. And Isaiah said, by the grace of God, I'm going to be part of that remnant. By the grace of God, I'm not going to hold my peace. I'm not going to be silent. I'm not going to let my country go to hell without standing on a street corner, without standing behind a pulpit, without standing out the workplace and proclaiming what thus saith the Lord, I will not rest. I will not rest until the righteousness thereof go forth as brightness and the salvation thereof. As a lamp that burneth, and the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness. Boy, I'm glad the Gentiles get to get in on this. Hallelujah. Isaiah said, listen. He said, I know I'm doing this for Zion's sake. He said, but there's going to be a whole lot of people who are going to get a blessing. A whole lot of people are going to find salvation if I'll just do my part by the grace of God and not hold my peace. And listen, sometimes, I'm done tonight, the easiest thing as a Christian to do it's just to get lax and negligent concerning these responsibilities. You know, Peter couldn't even watch one hour. Christ told him, he said, watch and pray. He said, watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. Christ told him, he said, the spirit's willing, the flesh is weak. Oh my. My spirit's willing to stand by the grace of God and not keep silence. Be a witness. You mark it down though. My flesh is weak. Oh, our flesh tonight is so weak. Maybe God spoke to your heart tonight as musicians begin to play. If you'd stand.
pals get ready to come and bring a song to us tonight. I don't want to just sit by and say, well, I'll leave it up to someone else to go sound the alarm and to be the watchman. I'll, go, I'll leave it up to someone else to go spend the time in prayer. Surely God's speaking to somebody else's heart about that. Well, maybe he is, but is he speaking to your heart? We have a responsibility tonight for Zion's sake, for the gospel's sake, for my country's sake. I will not hold my peace. Oh, my, for the great commission, because of the sake of that great command that God gave to go into all the world, because of the direction my country's heading, because of the importance of standing with Israel, I will not rest. Dear friend, the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. It's not time to sit back and just take it easy. It's time, dear friend, to drop it in overdrive and be found faithful for the Lord by His grace. Brother, come releasing the song. If God spoke to your heart, spend some time in prayer this evening.